The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. World GA is hoping to get recognition from the International Olympic Committee and bring Gaelic Games to future Olympic Games. They're aiming to secure recognition by 2026 and then at some point introduce hurling, camogie and Gaelic football to the Games and broaden the global reach of the sport. Now, when I first heard this story, I thought it was April the 1st. I had to check the calendar because I couldn't believe it's a, a realistic proposition. But... The more you think about it, maybe there is a prospect that you could have global competition in Gaelic games. Uh, joining me now to talk about this is sports journalist at hersport.ie, Alana Conan. Alana, good morning. Hi, Pat. How are you? So what did you think when you heard this news that there was a bid to make Gaelic games Olympic sports? Yeah, similar to yourself there. And I'm sure a lot of people that were reading that headline this morning, you were kind of double taken at first thinking... Even if it was to be a possibility, who would Ireland be playing against, I think was the first thing a lot of people would think. Um, And then, yeah, obviously there's the whole issue, I suppose, as well as to GA being an amateur organisation and how that would fit into the extra training and commitments you'd imagine to be involved in an Olympic schedule as well. Yeah, because the Olympics used to be amateur and then, of course, there were lots of abuses and the Olympics kind of slid into professionalism. Yeah, I suppose it's a funny one in that there are some sports, obviously, that kind of try to maintain that amateur status. Obviously, boxing would be a big example there to a lot of people. But yeah, a lot of the other sports, there is the professional element to it. And yeah, that'd be an interesting one in terms of GA, especially because with it being an amateur organization and obviously there's growing levels of professionalism in terms of training, nutrition, strength and conditioning regimes. And even just the sheer amount of time these players put into playing Gaelic games. Um, they're professional in all but name and, and payment too, of course. Yeah. Now, the, the whole thing is, uh, and the gold medal in hurling goes to Ireland. Uh, the gold medal <laughs> in Gaelic football goes to Ireland. The gold medal in camogie uh, goes to Ireland. I mean, where would the competition come from? Yeah, that would be the other question I suppose a lot of people would be wondering. But there are, of course, 475 clubs across World GA. Um, now, mostly, obviously, they will be occupied by Irish diaspora from all over the world. So I suppose that would be the first element they'd be looking at. I know Liam O'Neill was saying this morning, you know, they've clubs all over the world from Mayo to Moscow, all the way across Europe. And while it is, I suppose, one of those things where you'd imagine that Ireland would dominate, he mentioned an example where there are countries that dominate in certain sports and they continue to persist in the Olympics. For example, he mentioned China dominate table tennis, but that, you know, that's still an Olympic sport. So um, they don't seem too concerned that the competition element of yeah. it wouldn't. However, um, wouldn't our, all our diaspora, wouldn't they have to change allegiance? They'd have to, if they're going to represent Australia, they have to be Australian. They would have to serve whatever number of years it requires. You know, we see many athletes from Africa, particularly, who then become Qatari or Turkish or whatever in order to compete in the Olympics because the competition in their home countries is is just too stiff for the few marathon places there might be available and so on and so forth. So uh, the Irish lads and women would have to change allegiance. Yeah, it's definitely one aspect to it. I'm sure they'd argue as well that while the Irish contingents certainly set up these organisations all around the world, or clubs even, that they tend to bring in locals into the clubs as well. I know um, Mr O'Neill mentioned as well that there's a certain area of Spain that um, just started 
taken up the sport themselves about 10 years ago and they're all playing Gaelic football now and have their own competitions out there. So it is quite funny. Maybe the Irish people are starting these clubs, but they're getting the local people yeah. involved too. But it has to be said that the level of the, the competition you know, would be at a, a much lower scale, one thinks, than you know, the teams involved in domestic competitions. And even if you have, for example, in football or hurling, you have a London or a New York that might be strong. The reason it's strong is not because of native New Yorkers or native Londoners. It's because of the the diaspora, as you mention. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you were to try and find local Chinese people who are playing, you know, born in China who are playing Gaelic football, you might be looking long and hard. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that'll be one they'll have to uh, contend with over the next few years. But I suppose from the other point of view, you could look at it that while all of our Irish players are obviously amateur and that's the way the GA is, if this were to come about, you'd imagine with the extra time commitments and the fact that they're going to be competing on a world stage such as that, you think it might validate them in the time they're putting into this sport because maybe if it were to go to that level, they'd have to probably look at a semi-pro status or something okay. like that. Well, let's just talk about the possible consequences were it to happen. I mean, in uh, rugby, we see that Antoine Dupont, the uh, the French scrum half, has decided not to play for the French team uh, this year because he wants to be in the Olympic Games. He's, you know, the best player in his position in the world. But the Olympics has a great allure for him. And we saw the allure the Olympics had for golfers. So the idea that uh, some Irish people, uh, I mean, uh, Vicky Wall, the uh, Meath player, she switched from GA to sevens. Uh, what happened there? Was Was it that she just wanted to be in the Olympic Games? Yeah, I think anyone would want to, if they had a chance at throwing their hat in the, the ring for the Olympics, I think you'd uh, take anyone's hand off for it. And Vicky Wall did that because obviously she won two All-Ireland titles with Mead. And then I'd say, yeah, she took into the Rugby Sevens this year. And I suppose it's just that taste of a professional lifestyle. She'd be on a contract there. And she's an interesting case study as well because she obviously hadn't played rugby at all. Um, she's 25 now. And she's taken up this new sport. Now, in between the LGFA there and the Rugby Sevens, she did have a stint in the AFLW for North Melbourne. So I'm sure that was quite a nice transition for her, both physicality and in that bridge to professionalism as well. Um, but yeah, a completely new sport for her. And if you have the, I suppose, mindset and the physicality for it, why wouldn't you go and chase the Olympic dream? Yeah. On the other hand, I suppose if the GA sports were Olympic sports and that level of professionalism was brought in, people, we were talking to him earlier, like Rob Carney, who was a great GA player, um, he might have stayed with the GA. Yeah, like, it's funny if you look at that, the likes of Vicky, if this were to be brought in in the future, wouldn't even have to change sports to go and chase her Olympic dream. She could just do it within it. And it is something we're seeing more and more, you know, LGFA-wise, especially we see a lot of them drafted into the AFLW and successfully too. Coruscant was the first to do it in 2017. And then you've had a lot of big names as well and successful in it. Ailish Constantine, Orla Dwyer, Sinead Goldrick, you could go on. So it is something that GA players and Irish people are looking to get that level of professionalism. Um, and yeah, this would only bring it on another level again, I'm sure. All right, Alana, thank you very much for joining us. Alana Canan, a sports journalist at hersport.ie. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.